Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And today I am super excited because I have a dear friend and she's been here before. I love having conversations with her. I consider her just somebody who walks her talk. And her name is Ursula Lentini, and she's an amazing healer, pranic healer, but also somebody who is so grounded in, in a sense of awareness that allows her to see what's going on and really be in this world, but not of it. That's why she is such a powerful healer. Ursula, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I love being here. I love talking with you and playing with you, Lina. We just, uh, we do, we have the same heart. We have a service heart, the heart for humanity. Uh, we both uh, live in our divine feminine, but yet, you know, we're we're business women and we're out in the world making things happen. So there's always a balance going on and, uh, you know, integrity. So these are the things, the qualities that I see in you. And I think that's where we connect. Absolutely. You know, we're both getting shit done. And <laughs> it really, it really is amazing. You know, the, the topic that I have put on here for us to talk about was how we're using our awareness to, to be able to look through the deception that is in the world. But before we get into that, um, based on, on your comments about me, I, I want to share with you a shift that I'm experiencing. And I, and I, I see that in you as well. But we haven't talked about this specifically, so so let's start the conversation here. I am feeling, and this has been happening for a couple of years, but the clarity because of the awareness that I now have and seeing through the illusion, seeing through so much of the deception, I am not interested in playing in the spiritual story, in the spiritual identity. I, I just like the religious identity, it has this limitation. And when you get all up in your head about religion, well, we killed a lot of people in the name of God. We killed a lot of people in the name of religion. And what I have been witnessing lately is, is that in the name of spirituality, we're beating each other up. People are out there bashing people who have a different perspective. And you, how can you be a spiritual teacher and be supporting Trump? How can you be a spiritual teacher and be, you know, looking at conspiracy? And to me, that is where my awareness is helping me look beyond the deception of any identity that we take on, including I'm a spiritual teacher. And I see you, you, you know, breaking through that that nonsense because it's another ceiling, it's another attachment, it's just right. another way of dividing ourselves, separating ourselves, and creating a sense of specialness and superiorness, which is absolutely amazing. So then, let me start. Let's start with that. How how are you um, seeing the 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 way the spiritual world that you and I are so entrenched in because it's so much of our community. And by spiritual, let me just be clear. These are people who have made a commitment many for decades to discover that which is spirit inside. That, that's all that spirituality to Ursula and I mean. That, that's it. We're connecting with something unseen that is within. That is it. But yep. when you connect with something unseen that is within, you act as if you are spirit, not spiritual. Um, so how are you seeing the, the spiritual world from your perspective? You just articulated everything so beautifully and said, that, yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, like I have nothing to say because you just were so clear. But of course, uh, you know, I love communicating and um, it, it is true because the path I call it, you know, the way the spiritual path is my my phrase and my thing that I that I work on and want to write a book about and all of this stuff. And it's a path. It's a journey. It's a voyage. My core understanding of, you know, why, who am I and why am I here is there's an evolutionary process. And in this evolutionary process, you have challenges. You know, you you grow into something like you said, you use the word ceiling, you hit the ceiling on it. And then you hang out there and you're like, oh, this is my little space. This is my little room because our animal nature loves safety, the illusion of safety. <laughs> yeah. You know, and as I, and the more I grow and the more I experiment and the more I explore, I'm realizing like, oh man, I'm scared. 
And just accepting that fear at whatever I'm afraid of and naming, oh, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that, I'm afraid of that. Because I also see myself as a courageous person. Like, you know, you got a challenge, come here, let me see, let me, come here, come here, you know? Because it's life is challenging and there's an evolutionary pro right? Our education, relationships, um, moving through finance, moving through ages, moving through gender identification, moving through, you know, who am I in this world at this stage in front of these people in any given moment? So you're just always like, what's going on as far as the mind is concerned? And then when I drop into my heart, there are no words. There's no construct. There's no need. Yeah, fear, whatever. It's coming. It's going. You know, you, you receive it. You experience it. You're like, thanks a lot. Thanks for the visit. You can go now. I don't want to have tea with you. Like, get get out of my face. Get out of my heart. Get out of my world. But as soon as I can identify it, like, oh, look, I'm afraid right now of this, this, and that. Okay. And then out it goes. And then I'm back to peace because that's the thing that I love the most. I have fought so hard to get peace in my life, you know, breaking through all the illusions in this and the this and the roles and all of that. That when I have it, I just, like, oh, you know, I just want to protect it and hold it and cherish it. And then something comes along. I have to deal with it. And then as soon as I want, because I want to come back to peace, because that's my comfort. That's my safety. And peace is not safe. It's just a state, you know, a state of awareness. Mm -hmm. So the more peace yeah. I enjoy the more I can identify what's coming in to challenge me, to help me grow, basically, because that's another thing. Like my little motto is I learn to grow, to share, to enjoy. So I love learning. I love growing. Um, and then and I also love peace. So it's almost like you move around the track, move around the track, move around the track. So when all this started happening, I was like, something's not right. You and I both, something's not right. Something's not right. Something, these are not adding up. We're not feeling it. We're not buying into it. Okay, what's going on? And we both went on the journey to seek the truth. So we would watch, scare, I would watch scary uh, videos about the truth. Like, oh, this isn't true and this isn't true and this is not true. And if you think this is true, that's not true either. So it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I have a girlfriend and she dated a police officer for a little while and he always kept saying rule number two, rule number two. And so we learned from him, a police officer, nothing to do with spirituality, like wearing gun toting, you know, like just a normal <laughs> dude. Right. And rule number two was everything is not as it appears to be. Yeah. And rule number one must have been something normal, like, you know, be safe, be, be, be cautious, be safe because everything's not as it appears. So as we started moving that into our spiritual understanding, even when we look in the mirror at ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, those things aren't even true. Exactly. So it's just like if I can't even deal with the truth of my own little reality, how am I possibly going to know the truth of the world at large? Yeah. And isn't that what this whole, the whole reason to enter a spiritual journey is to come to discover the truth in us. And the purpose is to make that truth manifest in the world. Because one of the biggest things that are not what they seem it, that I've discovered is that the world out there that we are seeing is not independent of me. The world out there is a projection of me. So when things don't seem to be as they are out there, the work is to come in here and see how did I contribute to making that a reality. And so much of this incredible, uh, this, the stuff that's coming up, the things that we are in the middle, well, further along now in 2020, is to be able to seek more clearly. 2020, clear vision. It's an opportunity to see more clearly what is it that we have cast outside of us to see as a mirror for what is inside of us. And, and you know, you, you said it just so beautifully, but we, we, are, we are having to break through the illusion that anything is solid, anything is as, is as it seems, 
But the biggest part of all of this is that we have to take responsibility for our part in it. Right. And while we are pointing fingers and blaming, we're not taking responsibility. And that to me is no, what this great deception is all about. We're not solving anything. But, you know, yeah. complaining about this and this and worrying about that and scaring and all, like no resolution, no resolution is coming towards us. So like you said, if we can solve something within ourselves, we can speak about it, live about it, share about it, and witness it for those who are around us. And then they can, they too, like you and I were reflecting one another. So they can be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want one. I'm going to be like that. So we can mirror the behavior and, and the reality that we want. So if someone's passionate about politics and the wrong guy and the right guy, rah, 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 that's what the, the agenda is, is to get every, all the energy come my way. You know, let's, let's get a bunch of energy moving in this direction. But if it doesn't feel natural to me, and it doesn't feel all inclusive, it doesn't feel um, in order, like the universe has an order. So if something feels out of order, I'm not going to contribute it by hating it. And I'm not going to get in it and get involved in it. Yes, because it is. It, it, and again, the biggest deception is that there is anything outside of us that we have no power over. And this whole journey of coming to find that which is spirit inside of us is the journey of coming into where is the change in me that I want to see out there? Where is the, the the correction that is necessary in me? Like you said, so it can be we can become witnesses, examples of how that correction happens, which is what all of the wonderful people that we read about that we have studied the gurus they found truth inside and then they went on to share with other people. You know, that's, I love your motto, but th this is a time where I see a, another one of those ceilings where many are being, uh, are having the opportunity to make a powerful choice. And for me, for you, the choice is so clear to stay inside of that space within where peace is because, you know, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles and one of my favorite lines that took me a very, I'm talking years to really get what it meant at a, at a level within that I understood it, not just mentally, but I felt it in my body so that it became a reality. And it is simply a statement that says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. Yeah. So as people are attacking what I'm posting, so if they're hurting, they're not listening. If, and if they're hurting, like you said, they're seeking safety and safety, unfortunately, it's just the way that it plays out. Safety is usually, we've been trained that safety is found in righteousness. And if somebody is needs to be safe, they need to be right, which means in they're attacking, they've got to put somebody down. There's no listening. There is only a stating what they need everybody else to believe for them to be okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to defend what right. I said because number one, there's no listening and to defend it would mean that I'm then doing the same thing. You're buying into the, that energy mass that's trying to pull us all in. Exactly. And you said a, a really key point around listening because when we can listen, we get to learn and we can't grow unless we're learning, you know? Uh, so when I hold on to an idea, like this is how it has to be, I'm screwed. That idea that <laughs> this is how it has to be. I just screwed myself. <laughs> I'm not listening to other possibilities. So to really be on the spiritual path is to be an excellent listener. So the less talking I do because I'm a teacher, I'm a communicator. So there's there's like a lot of talking in my day when I'm with people. But when I'm by myself, I'm doing a lot of listening. And yeah. if there's no like, well, what about this? And what about this? And all these questions, then I have more time to listen. So it's like to calm my ego. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Because <laughs> like, what about this? What about that? Or like, I don't know. How's that for an answer for you? You know, because I, I tend to have a lot of um, understanding, right? On the spiritual path, we, we, have, we obtain a lot of understanding. So then we understand 
oh, this is how fear acts. This is how insecurity acts. This is how control acts. This is how, so then when I have this understanding of behavior and communication and other people, then I'm like, okay, I don't have to respond and react so much. And that's why we went on the journey of what the hell's going on around here? Because it's not making sense. <laughs> and we look and we're like, oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, so this whole conspiracy agenda thing is a anti to the stuff that's really going on. Yeah. So I'm going to throw them both out. <laughs> and then what you have left is I don't know. And can I be okay with the answer of I don't know? Yeah. Because it, when I look at that I don't know, it tells me, you know, what else do you know? Like, do you know Jack? And the answer is, you know what? I kind of don't know Jack. <laughs> yes, we don't know Jack when, it t to me, that, that whole listening is a sign of maturity. Uh, because when we can say that we don't know anything, for me, that is when I realize that within me there is access to the the source of all knowingness. And when I can sit quietly waiting for guidance, I am always receiving the next right step, never ahead of this now moment step mm -hmm. that is slowly walking me through this incredible mm -hmm. maze of unraveling the illusion, unraveling the deception, but it does not happen the deception doesn't get unraveled without my willingness to listen and i'm listening to so many different sources it is absolutely amazing how seven and a half billion people each have a piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. and this, this is a journey of finding pieces of the puzzle and seeing the bigger picture mm -hmm. that in my in my deceived little mind only saw one way of of perceiving things and what's so fascinating is that because of this incredible work that I'm so blessed to, to be the one who's doing it is, or one of the ones who's doing it, is understanding the way the egoic mind gets programmed. Mm -hmm. To unravel the, the, the egoic aspect of my mind, which is what all, the Course in Miracles is, is all about, at, well, I should say half of it is unraveling that ego mind teaching you what the ego is really all about. The other half is teaching you what spirit is all about so that you can then see both distinctly and choose mm -hmm. between the two. But this entire process of listening and in my kitchen, I have a big sign that says, teach me to listen. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had it in my kitchen forever. And that is, that is my lifelong lesson. First was to listen to what the, the world is saying, then to listen to what my head is saying then to listen to what my heart is saying so that I could realize that it's all insane and then go to, I want to listen to what God is saying. I, that, that's, that's what, you know, I'm under no laws, but God's, but I can hear that incredibly loving, non-judgmental guidance that's taking me out of this maze. If I can't listen to what's in the maze and work through it, sort yes. through it. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I want to give you a hug right now on the big yes. Right. Because some of the spiritual path is, well, let's just bypass all of this and I'll go listen to God. Good. Yeah. Have fun with that. Okay. Have, have a lot of fun with that. Can you, can anybody sit in five minutes of silence, pure, pure silence with not a single thought coming through? No, it's like the hardest meditation to do. So if you can do that, then go ahead and bypass everything. You know, if you're not on some kind of drug or whatever to get you there, you're like, good, that's for you. But most people, we have to move through the course that you just said, the Course in Miracles, the spiritual path. There is a process to evolution. There's a process to maturity. There's a process to stillness. And if we try to skip over bits and pieces of the process, we're just going to end up, you know, having to go back and, and do it painfully the second time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, trying yeah. to take a shortcut through the woods and you don't know the territory, <laughs> you know, like five years later, you might come back, and, you know, like, and, and, and we have to be careful too, because of the amount of information that's out there and we're hungry. There's a lot more people meditating and following the gurus and things like that. And I've always been discerning.
because when I when I was raised as a Catholic, and now the the nuns were like, "You're asking too many questions," and I'm like, "Cause I'm onto you," you know. <laughs> so I've always been like, "Okay, you you know, trust to the degree that it's making sense, that it fits, that it's good for everybody, um, that it's teaching me humility and uh, you know, patience and kindness and gratitude and all that." Okay, and any of those that are stroking my ego, I have to be very careful about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, say say more about that because that's so important. There's one more point, sorry, I wanted to make about, um, you were saying how, we, how we're evolving out of the systems, but it's because we've begun within the system. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. the Toro, you know, the, the circular energy mm -hmm. cycle that's kind of moving that's, you know, and then the duality of this whole experience, this whole worldly, earthly experience. I'm a product of my generational, I'm a product of, you know, my ancestors, I'm a product of past lives, I'm a product of American culture, I'm a product of all the programming that's gone in there. So for me to start on my spiritual path is to realize that in the first place and then go through the process that you were explaining from there. because. It's almost like, you know, we're looking out there and we're like, okay, no more of that. But that's already in here that we're like, oh, get rid of this thing, get rid of this thing, get rid of this. Yeah. Oh, well, look, look at that idea. Okay. This is, oh, how did this thing get here? Get that off of me. And then, and then like look at the world and look at ourselves and just this roller coaster, roller coaster. In, this, in the middle of all of this mental processing and having this desire to understand is also the emotional processing of, I think one of the core things is safety. And the other is a sense of belonging. You know, when they say, hey, everybody, let's get mad about this thing. You know, we want to belong. We're all scared. We want to belong somewhere because we think there's not safety in numbers. And then those of our spiritual path, we're like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not really fitting in with all of that. So we retreat from mass consciousness, but we find ourselves very alone in the world because the world likes to belong and the spiritual path is really not about belonging to the world it's about belonging what's the eternal so when we do that there's only like one though <laughs> you know they talk about oneness and you're like yeah i'm alone in the world right now <laughs> <laughs> and then through that evolutionary process that you talked about then we realize like oh everybody's alone in the world but if we're all alone in the world together then there's that bigger oneness because i really understand that this is such a temporary experience we're having and it's a precious one every day every moment every conversation for us to be saying oh xyz and for us to be saying you know what we're here together isn't this nice isn't this a nice moment to be in this crazy world of upside downness together yeah you know that that's so beautiful and that that time to be alone is an important time and a very very necessary part of the journey that happens um in, in at different stages but that aloneness was was a a time for me to come to know that i am never alone when i connect with that which is the, the source of all that is and when that that connection, that that understanding, that inner standing, because you it's it's an inner. Yes, thing. that's a great word. When that inner standing happens and there is a recognition that we're not alone, my peace comes from knowing that I am with it, he, she, God is creator, you know, God who sent me because I absolutely am very comfortable knowing that I am here on a mission. And when I think, okay, a mission from where? Who sent me on this mission? When I, dis when I got really comfortable that I am sent here by a loving source to be an expression of love, to be an expression of light, I am the light of the world. Again, all teachings of A Course in Miracles, but they're teachings that are in so many, they're in all truths. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is an inner knowingness that says, if I go with this source, then I cannot be alone. And inside of that peace within, we would connect as a humanity in the unity that we are here to realize we all came to participate in. Because there's nobody here that came uh, independent of one another. We all came 
as pieces of a, of a grand magic puzzle. Mm -hmm. And part of this illusion, this deception, is that we are separate and alone, separate individuals who have to figure things out by ourselves. But not only are we conditioned to believe that it's me against the world, but we're also conditioned to believe with information that perpetuates the need for my safety having to do with protecting myself from you. So the, the, the whole, um, I don't, totally, I don't want to be alone. So I'm going to band with this group that makes me feel safe is a distraction from finding that safety inside mm -hmm. that allows us to go into unity, into community. And it's, it's just what an unraveling. I mean, it is such an, a fascinating journey of unraveling that has made it though so easy for me to really appreciate. Did you ever study uh, the book by, are, are you familiar with Debbie Ford? You probably studied yeah, 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 yeah. She, so she, she wrote, uh, to me, one of the most brilliant books that has ever been written that mm -hmm. I have taught a million times from it. And it's called The Light Side of the Dark, no, I'm sorry, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. Mm -hmm everyone who's who's seeking the light chasing the light chasing enlightenment chasing you know being spiritual we have we cast behind us a shadow when the light is in front of you and you're chasing the light you're you're casting a shadow behind you that that's you know it's simple and that darkness that shadow that is behind us is this entire story the deception of separation and to sit as a spiritual person and look at just this idea that I have a separate opinion from you, that should be the clue to let me sit and listen to your side versus be righteous about my side because it perpetuates the very separation that chasing the light is, is leading us to let go of mm -hmm. so that we can come into unity. <laughs> and it is fascinating how tricky the mind is that that set we know it in our head oh we're supposed to be one but then we justify the judging the blaming the shaming and all in the name of spirituality it, it just, it's fascinating i'm just sitting inside of of what to do with all of that because just as i on my journey left old relationships left old friendships left lots of things I'm feeling like I'm being drawn for another shift to move out of a spiritual community that is just so totally not in unity. It's fascinating. Because it's challenging. This time period, this experience that we're having, this 2020, is challenging all of our beliefs. So yeah. people who are on the spiritual path, there's a few different ways that people get here you know they're just like a born seeker and they're looking for it and then they look around and they're like this isn't right many people who i come across with come they come to me for healing because they were living inside the box they got kicked out of the box from diagnosis divorce you know some kind of crisis woke them up and they're like now who am i where am i i'm like oh welcome to the path you know here's how it goes and we start pulling out the shadow you know because you see the light but it's really you, you know, to reach behind and go, what the hell's this? And what the hell's this? And just get rid of all of this stuff, the programming that happens. So we can become our authentic selves. And when we move into a place of, you know, like basically who am I and why am I here? My great answer that I love that gives me tremendous comfort is I'm nobody doing nothing. When I can get my ego to accept that and to trust my spirit self. Because around safety, the other side, the flip coin of safety is trust. And it's to not trust what's going on outside. Because we put our trust in there because we can see it, feel it, taste it, smell it. You know, then we're like, okay, this is this year's teaching us like, oh, those are not aren't reliable. And you're like, okay. So then when we go to this inward journey, what can we trust? And we're trusting something that you can't see, you can't taste, you can't hear. You, and, and yes, there's a small whisper, but it's not a, a clear, it's not guaranteed. It's not, you know, you, you, you hear it in your meditation and then you get out of the meditation 10 minutes later, like, you know, you forgot it. It's, it's, not, it's not working. It didn't stick because the ego has to create space for it to stick. 
So the more empty I can, and, and that quote you were saying about being undefensible, that's also being hum, uh, humble and living in a place of I don't know and being okay with that. Because this is all just some crazy, mad dream thing, you know, and it's all temporary and it's all precious. And whatever we can just have, like the cat sitting on my lap right now. This is, I'm talking to a friend. We're sharing. This is a precious moment that will never pass again in this context. You know, who you are today and who am I today? It might change tomorrow because we might have some different experiences that might disturb our frequency. And when, totally. we, when we can come to this stillness and this quietness and this emptiness and this nothingness and calm our ego to say, trust me, girlfriend, I got this. And the ego's like, you don't got Jack, but you got more than I've got because all my stuff is, you know, not working. <laughs> okay. But it's the love. You know, when we talk about that source, ask anybody in your darkest day, what did you find at the bottom of the barrel? And it's and it's light, it's love, it's 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 this yeah. unmentionable. Yeah. So if we can find that in our darkest day, why not hang out with that all day long? And that's the beauty. That is just the beauty of this mystery that when we come to the place where we empty ourselves of all of our knowingness, really truly what is left? It is it, it's, it's no thing, it's no attachment, it's no labels, it's, it's, it's a permission to be like a little child where you can just create whatever it is that you want to create. And what I see happening in the world out there that I have projected, helped to project, is an opportunity for us to see that it, it is it is formed with so many labels and attachments and righteousness and deceptions and lies, just as it was inside of me. You know, all of that programming in my mind were distractions from me feeling that nothingness that is my everythingness in terms of what I actually am. But for us to experience a world filled with that, filled with nothingness, that is that everythingness. I mean, it's just the crazy paradox is, to experience a world that is as within, so without, the human collective has to do the work. All seven and a half billion people have to come to the same realization for there to be that complete peace. Now, we are working towards that being what happens because all of us have to come on that inside journey. There's no way we're not. That, that's just the path for all of us. But we have the opportunity, the illusion of time to get that done in. And what to me is so exciting is that I'm seeing, especially through all this COVID time, a time to get quiet and come inside. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing so many more people because they're disillusioned by the outside world coming inside, realizing that they're so much happier with less. And from that lessness, they're finding more joy and they are now more apt to question the noise outside. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as if, well, it's not almost, it is. We have to get hit with something that puts a crack in, in the illusion mm -hmm. for us to come inside. So we yeah. use, I for me, you know, my, my divorce, my mom dying, my loss of, of uh, income, all those things were cracks in the illusion that had mm -hmm. me come inside. Mm -hmm. Well, the collective world is going through a crack in the illusion with COVID, mm -hmm. with presidential elections, with lockdowns, with all of these things that shatter the perception that safety comes from the outside. Mm -hmm. And it is just, to me, nothing more but a huge collective opportunity mm -hmm. for all of us to bust through a ceiling. Yes. Unless we said earlier, you can't bust through that ceiling unless you get curious. Otherwise, you're controlling underneath the ceiling. Curiosity says, let me peek. You know, what, what, what's on the other side of this ceiling? Is there a doorway? I tell you, the scene of a movie that is imprinted in my mind that is the best example of busting through the ceiling, busting through the illusion that totally stops you in your tracks and you go, oh my God, what 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 just happened? Is from the movie, The Truman Show. 
Uh, do you remember seeing that movie with Jim Carrey in it? Yeah, where he was living in illusion. I don't remember the scene. I just barely yes. remember the movie. Well, the scene was he was escaping this the madness of the community that he lived in. So he set out on a sailboat to leave this, this uh, area. And he's taking his sailboat and the storm is coming. And all of a sudden, his sailboat hits the edge of the, the set where the illusion of his life was was established so he thought he was escaping and going away to another land but what he realized is that there was a barrier that had been created for him to feel safe and in his escaping he realized oh my gosh it, it's not about running away from here to find another uh, maybe another island to go to. It's about breaking out of the illusion that he had been conditioned to believe is who he is. And to me, that's what the world is doing. It's cracking. We're 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 not going to sail away from this mess. We have to break down the mess that is here and free ourselves to have to have the experience of of the nothingness right here. Like Mandela, he sat in a jail cell and broke all the illusions. Yeah. Fear yeah. and insecurity and threat and, you know, life, right? Because any day they could come in and kill him. So he was yeah. under a constant, for real, no joke, no, you know, storyline, like for real, they could come in and kill him any day. And and that's our greatest threat because of the ending, right? So we're, we're, one of our fears are the ending of things. But back to that Toro, there is no end. It just keeps transforming. You know, you, you're sad to see a tree fall down and die. But no, it's just it's just transforming. It's going through its process. And I think death is something uh, that we should all be looking at because we're also in a grieving process. When, we, when we're losing our freedoms, our freedom of choice, our freedom of, uh, um, you know, liberty, our freedom to smile at somebody. You know, these things are being taken from us and we're losing them. So it's really to say, okay, we're, we as a country are in a grieving process. And we might not even realize that because we're being so distracted. Things keep changing. The three ring circus is getting bigger and louder and brighter and stronger, you know. And we're, we're having trouble like, you know, how am I feeling? How am I processing this? And then if we're caring for other people in our family, you know, we're concerned, how are they processing? Those of us who are caregivers, you know, we're putting other first and like, it just keeps looping and looping and looping. And we need a lot more rest than we usually do because of the amount of processing and stress. And then another, to your point, how, uh, you know, these cracking things, I've been saying lately, uh, you know, when I lied as a kid, I was like, I'm going to lie. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to do my homework. I'm going to lie. You know, like, forget this homework. I don't know what it makes me nervous. I can't deal with it. So I lied. And then, you know, did you do your homework? Yep. Did my homework. And, okay. I'm like, wow, that was easy. Like, I'm going to lie for now. And this is great. Uh, and then the next person, you did your homework, right? Uh, yeah. Dang, I'm in for two lies. Like, oh, this is not working. You know, like, ah, this is nerve wracking. And then the next day, okay, everybody hand in your homework. And I'm like, oh, uh, I left it at home. Third, three lies, not even 24 hours. I'm like, oh my God, this is too stressful. I can't handle this. You know, and then before you know it, it's five lies and you don't even know like the integrity yeah. out, like, you know, you all of this stuff. And then you just blurt out the truth and then you get in trouble. And then you're like, I'm not doing that again. Like, that was. That was crazy. And then we, why we did, why I did that in the first place is I was having trouble with that subject matter and I was just couldn't do it and I felt bad and I was, you know, being a, a hard on myself and hating school and hating the teacher and hating the subject. So I would rather deal with looking at the ugly and facing my challenge than trying to create another challenge that yeah. that lose lose situation. So yeah. when I was looking like, what is happening? Like, why are we going through all of this? This is kind of messy and everything like that. My The thought came in, it's like the lie. Negativity will eventually self-destruct. Absolutely. And I think all the systems that have been in place for decades, if not yeah. centuries, are coming yeah. up to be healed. And anything like ourselves that's in the mess well, I don't want that. You know, you can have that. You can, I, the hatred, no. The fear, no. The, 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 all of that, no. The judgment, no. 
So that's why we're doing this internal house cleaning because the negativity collectively and individually is up to be removed, to just flow to the top and be removed so we can get back to our natural order. Yeah. Small communities, uh, living off the land, uh, settling down in the evenings, proper rest, not all this screen stuff and all these, you know, like, you know, as a child, you know, this is how my grandpa behaves. This is my uncle. This is my dad. Like, you know, you can look at that man and see who what he's made out of. But when we look at TV and everybody's all beautiful and this and perfect and whatever, we're like, how's he doing that? What's, you know, what's the truth about him? Then there's this falseness that we present. Yeah. And then people don't see the honesty. So we're always like double guessing, like what's what's real, what's not real. And then yeah. when, when the presenters can fool everybody, then we're then we're like, oh, that's they're they're perfect, and I'm not. I'm flawed. Now to the point where I, I don't mind being flawed. I don't mind making mistakes. It's okay because I know I have more knowingness around the reality of that rather than the illusions of what other people are trying to sell or concoct or look perfect. So when I yeah. look at people. Can I see their flaws? Can I see their humanness? Okay, they're being real with themselves, so they're going to be real with me. Yeah, but that is, you know, everything you said is absolutely beautiful and powerful. And we have to understand that we have been so conditioned to believe that things should be a certain way. You know, the women should look a certain way, the, the men should behave a certain way, make a certain amount of money, that there's this image that has been painted of both sides, the perfect person and the bad person. And, and all of us have been divided into the right group, the wrong group, regardless of what it is, age, size, uh, color, gender, sexual orientation, political orientation, religion, whatever it is. And when we get so distracted with this is the way things should look like, this is how you should be, we're not paying attention to the ones who are programming us. And those who are programming us into these divisive uh, behaviors really understand something that the rest do not understand until they go on this journey. And that is that when you control a person's mind and you can make them fearful, they will be loyal to you because they believe that you are the source of their safety. And right now, this illusion of, of trying to defend this political party versus that one, mask wearing versus not wearing them, we are being pitted against each other, trying to defend a false sense of illusion because in reality, now I know we live in the 3D world. So in the 3D world, it appears that we need external things to make us happy. But we just started this conversation speaking to that. The only reality is coming inside and connecting with, with creator within. We have been sold this incredible illusion that there is safety coming to us from the outside, that health comes from the outside, that well-being, happiness comes from the outside. And as long as we are needing some authority to give us that, we are going to step and claw and kill anybody we have to that is going to get in the way of this illusory safety outside of us. All of that, you and I, you know, we've studied the, the, the formation of the Catholic Church. We know all of that was created for control. Is there beauty in it? Absolutely. But has it been manipulated for control? Totally. You scare people, they will follow you again for exactly what you said earlier, a sense of safety. So we, there are so many scared people needing others to wear a mask or to take a vaccine or to vote for this person or that one to find their sense of safety because they don't have it inside of themselves. And if we would tap into the source of healing inside of us, we wouldn't need a mask. If we tapped into the source of healing inside of us, we would absolutely completely come to feel the truth, come to know what is true and what is illusion, what is deception. And the thing that scares more the deceivers are people who have come to realize the truth that the reason they fear is simply because they don't know 
that there's nothing to fear when you tap into the authority inside versus going to an authority outside. And that is, that is really one of the, I would probably say the most challenging thing that humanity right now as a collective has to work through is questioning authority and really getting to the root of who makes them an authority. Just because we voted for them, they're not an authority. Just because they are worth billions of dollars, that doesn't make them an authority. Just because they have a PhD, that does not make them an authority. The authority is that creative source inside. The authority is connecting with that which internally guides us in a loving, gentle, kind way mm-hmm. to then plant the, the healthy food to give us the experience of nutrition, to um, create the healthy, you know, the, the good medication that assists when we're having a, the experience of, of illness. But right now, humanity is so convinced as a collective that safety comes from an external authority mm-hmm that we are totally, completely looking in the wrong places, mm-hmm. absolutely looking in the wrong places, looking mm-hmm. for safety in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And we will fight each other for who is who is the right authority of this perceived safety, and it's never gonna be found outside. No. No, we've been just pulled up. Now you talk about your pranic healing because you are teaching people how to and you facilitate these experiences of how to connect with with the well-being that is within Mm -hmm. and uh you know what's really to me so fascinating is again back to where i am i'm having this sense of i have to walk the talk i believe in a source of healing that is unseen i cannot also believe that there is something external that is going to heal me when the source of healing that I, my mind has been trained to accept comes from within. So that, that um, what, what I'm gonna call that confusion, in The Course in Miracles speaks about this, this confusion, we, until we make a decision of which is the ultimate authority, we're gonna continue to seek for something outside of us. And if we don't get it, we're gonna be afraid. But speak to the to the teachings okay. that you offer, so people can tap into the healing within. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, and I'd also like to talk about the internal family systems as well, because a lot of people don't know what I do. So this yeah, is yeah. a great opportunity for me to say what I do. So uh, the internal family systems is the subconscious work. Yeah. When I talk about like all these things getting like get off of me, get off of me, they're basically emotional responses. Because 90% of our um, response to things and our, you know, this response, our emotional response and our, our verbal response or our attitude is already programmed. We get it from our cultures and so on. Any traumas is a huge um, concoction. It's, it gets very complicated when we have a trauma. There's so many emotions that, get, that happen in the, those moments. They get locked into time and space. We say, oh, I don't know what to do with that. So we tuck it behind us. But in the meantime, that we're still living from that place. That voice is still like, be afraid. Don't trust this. You know, every time that happens, this happens. So if that's not the truth, but that's that truth, then we can take that out and say, you know what? Sorry, this really happened. Heal it, you know, remove some things and get back down and and reprogram, you know, love, safety, you know, the things that are that are natural to us. Yes, it's also natural for us to have a human experience of fear and anxiety because it's part of the package that we have, but it's a choice that we can make as an adult of what we want to vibrate with. So that is massively helpful because we can't, with our conscious mind, you know, you're going to read a book and get healed. Yeah. You're going to read a book and understand what's going on and then have the courage to go into the heart and take the pain and the, the fear and all of that stuff. Take it out, take it out, take it out, take it out. And it's layers because we're, you know, we're, we're going on thousands of years as human experience. So, you know, that's kind of it. Uh, we inherit our family legacies. We, if you believe in past lives, we carry story after story around pain or traumas or whatever. So the more healing that happens there, the more choices we have within. So that's the subconscious work. Now, the pranic healing is amazing because... 
when we move from a, uh, a, a physics world, a Newtonian world, into the quantum physics world, which we're doing a lot in the science, which is so exciting for us spiritualists because we're like, yeah, you're catching on. You need the tools to measure what we already know and are experiencing our practicing. So get your tools. Come on. Let's all start playing together. So what Master Choa has done, Master Chopaksui is the founder of Modern Day Pranic Healing. He's gone through the ancient texts. He's gone through the different religions. He's gone through, he's done prayer meditation and he's a science mind person. So he's bringing the unification of the science and the spirituality together. And he has made a beautiful system of tools and a simple way of understanding science and spirituality. Everything he teaches is so logical and practical that I can have someone come into the class they're like, I don't believe in any of this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, great, you're a perfect student, come on in. And then people who have mystical experiences and they have visions and all kinds of stuff, they need to come in too because they can put some structure around what's happening where the logical person with no faith can put some structure into possibilities and potential of what is available to us. So both extremes can really benefit greatly. And it, and it puts this power within, it puts that in our hands. Because one of my great examples is if you're raising a baby and the baby can't communicate, you know, I'm having gas, or I'm having this, or I'm hungry, or I'm discomfort, we can scan and find out what's going on with which chakra related to which organs. And then we can heal the discomfort, or we can feed what is necessary, you know, for the child's comfort. So thinking of that, but then also doing that for ourselves. Because in the world of energy, there's different laws and principles that reflect the physical realm, but are not exactly so. So, so um, if there's a discord within me and I hold it and I hold it and I hold it, energetically, that thing is building, building, building. And if I continue to hold it, it will actually materialize and turn into dis-ease. So at, when we do energy work, we can go to the foundation of the discord that caused this and start clearing and cleaning those things. And then this can start disintegrating because the cause is that mass would be an effect. We can work on the cause. So when we're doing this regularly, we're working on a causal body. Um, I call it the blueprint because what is beating my heart and breathing my lungs, not my ego. I would fail in about five minutes if I was in charge of any of that. If that long. <laughs> right, right. So I understand that this is a gift, but what's behind the gift, there's an intelligence. There's an intelligent body of consciousness, and now you can start using all, you know, whatever word, flavor of the day you want to use, right? So there's a spirit realm within me, an energy, a vibration, a particle wave combination. And when we start there and work on that and work from that, and remove the things that are not uh, working so well and put things back into balance and alignment and order, then you have an optimal health deal. So somebody who's empathic like myself, and I would imagine you, we feel other people's feelings and take things on that are not necessarily ours. So when we do a regular practice of sweeping and cleansing, those things don't have to stay within our field and then we can be brighter and you know, more, more clear, uh, more porous. So when things come, they can also go that things don't stick so much. So when like what people do chronic healing, you can work on somebody who's never had any, any energy work done. And there's a density to that person. There's cords coming in of negativity, moving through back and forth to people. Cords can be tiny or they can be like a tree trunk. So we learn how to cut cords so we don't have that continual angst or fear or anger, you know, with our family members or grudges and things like that. And then when you do healing on, a, on a, somebody who's already spiritually minded and you go like that, your hand just floats right through their body because there's not a lot of congestion. They don't have a lot of things that they're holding on to. Yeah. And each chakra has an organ relationship, too. So so if you have an organ disorder, you can work on the chakra the energy of the organ, clean that up so that organ has more life force energy available to it to do its own normal, natural healing process. And it's fascinating because people who are caregiving in any capacity, they need to keep themselves very strong so they can continue to provide.
and that's what it is. It's it's a ton of self care and a ton of safety um, protocols, so you don't end up going into places that you shouldn't be because it's another world. You know, there's there's darkness can very much be a part of the spiritual experience, but if you keep yourself clean and bright, you don't have to take on. You don't have to. Um, you can you can understand like oh this isn't mine um, this isn't working you know and, and how to remove it from your field and I happen to be I didn't want to teach again but a lot of people are like I mean as far as this year goes and a lot of people are like oh wait teach you teach and I'm like okay so I set a date for December and then something inside of me is like no December not too late like no 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 and I'm like you want me to do a class in two weeks and it's like yeah November so I had another friend scan, like, what's a good date, November or December? And they're like, first weekend in November is the stronger energy. So I'm doing a class in two weeks, which is like, you can't really put a class together, typically. But I'm like, well, we're in a different world today. So I'm going to put this class out and whoever comes, you know, lucky them that they're going to have tools, you know, going into this winter that we're about to have. So. Yes. Well, when when you do that, um, if you have a link to that class, be sure to add it to the thread for this okay. message so that it can be out there. Um, I, I love everything that you said and what you're doing, because it is each of us who are who are assisting in the awakening of humanity is basically doing the same thing in whatever way that we do it. We have to look at the subconscious mind. It's the only thing that where where there's information that is in, in that blocks the life force i mean in its simplicity that's what it is mm -hmm. and that life force if we really believe that that life force is the power that we intellectually know that it is to me the the next level of work for me and who i want to teach are those who want to do whatever it takes to experience that, not just talk about it and not just say mm -hmm. that I can I can accept it and but then I've got to deal with the real virus in the world, but mm -hmm. rather what if I operated in this world with that life force as my only shield, as my only strength, as my only source of well-being. Because in doing that for me, once I made the decision, and again, this is because of the teachings of the Course in Miracles, it says you're confused. You accept that there is a world out there that can make you sick, and then you also believe that there is an energy within you that can make you whole, that makes you whole, that is what you are as a whole being. But you're confused because you accept both as as equally as powerful, and they are not the one that is true. If you only believed that one, there would be no blockages. There would be nothing other than just strictly wellness, wholeness, love. The experience of the world is the result of confusion in your mind that creates the cause and effect of the thing that then you have to heal. But if you believe in your wholeness, you don't cause blocks to be healed. And that is where I feel humanity is being given an opportunity to you align. You know, you and I know about the fifth dimension and, and, the light workers and the all, all of those words that are confusing to so many but we're moving into creating a new earth where wellness is the reality but we have to be the bringers of that reality by causing the effect of well-being out there when a mind is not divided with confused beliefs mm -hmm. and that internal acceptance of how powerful we are is what I feel we are now being faced with. Where did we lose the, the that power? And mm -hmm. like you said, thousands of years of conditioning that have affected the families, the ancestors, the cultures, the religions that have programmed us to continue to have the effect of illness, to have the effect of loneliness, the effect of separation. But the effects will never as you, you teach, are never going to be changed if the cause is not addressed. Yeah. And so let's just line up with the cause. But I know that it takes time and this is a process and, and we're all going to have to do it step by step by step. My excitement is in people like, like you and so many who are standing for, yeah, there is a life force in you. What if we align with that? And when we do that, 
then it's so much easier to see through the deception that is trying to convince us that we don't have that power inside. So I am just so grateful that you have this awareness and you are not being deceived by that there's anything out there, no magic pill out there that can give us what is not already available to us through our own internal life force. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So we're at the top of the hour. Share, share whatever you want to share to leave, leave our audience with uh, whatever to, nugget you want to leave. Yeah, I would say, I would say just to be kind to ourselves and therefore be kind to everybody else around us. You know, it's, it's a hard time right now and that's okay because we're growing, we're changing. There's a, there's a much bigger picture than we can even imagine. And if we know the truth to be love, then that's the direction. If we pick, if we choose the direction of love, we eventually will get there. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. The the patience absolutely is uh, so necessary right now, um, because that life force is kind and it's gentle and it's loving and it's compassionate and it's forgiving above all. Mm -hmm. It is. It is forgiving. Thank you so much for Thank being you. here. Thank you. Today. Thank you. Bye. Totally. And please put the link to your class because that okay. will be fun to have in here. And Great. so people can access it. Well, you have a magnificent rest of your day. Thank and you. thank you for shining your light so brightly. Thank you, Lina. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye.